but that's all part of growing, right? That's like, again, like taking on something challenging, something risky. Um, it's funny. I've always been like this huge risk taker. Like I'm not afraid of like anything really like, yeah. it's okay. I'm not afraid of failure done. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you have to be like as resilient as you can be in this world and and, and, in entrepreneurship, especially when right now everything is like so competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that's where you just like truly shine. Um, Yeah. Hi, I'm Nisa. And I'm Tabari. The husband and wife duo behind Ginger and Carrot Productions a creative agency telling captivating stories about food and culture. Food is life. It's history, culture, it's nourishment. But most importantly, it's delicious. In this podcast, we're cutting up with our friends in the industry who feel the same way. So join us for the most epic conversation about food you're going to hear today. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, really quick. I just want to let y'all know that Ginger and Care Productions is accepting photography and videography clients. So if you have an epic food story that you want to tell for your brand, your restaurants, your platform, then go to gingerandcarrot.com, fill out that intake form, and let's get started. Let's start the conversation. So I cannot wait to hear from you. All right, back to the episode. Welcome, Sasha, to the Sensitive Business Podcast. We're super happy to have you. For everyone that doesn't know, Sasha is a co-founder of Butter Cake Shop, and we actually met them at um, Masters of Taste here in LA, or Pasadena to be specific, Mm. and it was, I actually missed um, all of the treats because they were already sold out way before the festival was over. So Sasha, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And on that note, I'm going to have to like mail you a box of treats now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they went so fast. Like there's no order at Masters of Taste. Like nobody like eats savory first and then dessert. Yeah. It's just like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm kind of like, I need to get it all in fast. And I'm like, yeah. why? We have four hours. Like, what are we rushing here? The food, infinite. The food will run out. What's That's good? So, uh, yeah, out. case right. in point. And we ran yeah. out. That's so true. Yeah. That's <laughs> and you got to make sure you're drinking along the way, too. You're like, okay, oh make sure I go over here. Make sure I drink water. Make sure I, I do this. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a great event. I'm really happy to have met you guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just always been a, um, a fun time there and we've I think that was our fourth year at Masters of Taste and it's great wow. because we we met a lot of great people in different fields and um and then just sharing our food with everyone and for a wonderful cause for Union Station Homeless so it's great yes. great experience all around great cause as well okay so Sasha how are you I'm doing okay. Do you want the honest answer? Yes. <laughs> this is the honest, the honest no, podcast. Honestly, I'm great. I, um, I'm really good. Um, it's my day off today, whatever that means. I've, I've done some email <laughs> checking, some bill paying, some laundry. Um, and um, yeah, I, um, I'm doing okay. I'm getting into 
I feel like a balance finally, um, mm-hmm. as I had mentioned to you before. So I have a five month old now mm-hmm. and, um, I just kind of started easing back into work full time. So now with my two kiddos and, you know, mm-hmm. running a business, um, it's been, it's been hard, um, definitely hard, but I feel like I'm starting to finally find that balance. Um, but, uh, I gotta say like, it's funny. I, and so I, my sister and I own butter cake shop together and, um, she's been just so helpful, such a huge support in, um, just everything I need lately. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, I get, uh, I've, I've suffered from like a lot of anxiety, um, as I think, you know, entrepreneurship will just do that to you. There's a lot. And, uh, when there's like, you know, never ending checklists. And so I tend to feel like very overwhelmed by them, even though I know like, Oh, that's actually pretty easy. Like we'll knock that off real quick, but it doesn't matter. It's like the length of my list is long. I'm immediately like overridden with panic. And Mm -hmm. so my sister's just like, dude, take a deep breath every day. Like take a deep breath. We can do this. (laughs) (laughs) But once I'm in it, I'm super happy. And, um, I, you know, life is good. Life is good. I'm happy that I get to, you know, do what I do every single day. And then I get to raise two beautiful young boys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I motherhood has changed my like perspective on everything. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you I, hear, I you hear <laughs> yeah, you know, you hear it from people, but you don't understand it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like until you're in it. And now I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I need to change everything I do in life for this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I need to make things better for me and my family and, and like, just like constantly feel fulfillment. Like it's wild. Um, so, um, as stressful as it can be at the end of the day, I'm, I feel blessed. I feel happy. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We're celebrating. Let's celebrate. That's so <laughs> celebrating. One of the things that came up for me was, and this kind of lends itself in our next segment, what do you fuck with? But when I think about like choosing your version of hard, mm. um, when you started this business with your sister, what was the hard that you wanted to choose? What was the difficulty that you were like, I'm willing to take this on because I'll get this thing? I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I felt like the reason, so I started Butter Cake Shop because I, I mean, I was working at a bakery prior to that, um, prior to me just kind of branching out on my own. And I had worked there for six years and I like worked my way up, but eventually I just, I felt like I hit a creative ceiling. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was so much I wanted to do on cakes that weren't allowed per like the bakery's rules. Right. And I'm like an artist at heart. I've, I've always drawn, I've always painted since I was a kid. And I never in my life thought that you could do this on edible, you know, pieces of like on food, yeah. like it's crazy. And, yeah. um, so I was en route to pursuing, um, psychology. I wanted to be a marital family therapist yeah. and it was during my studies that I got like hooked on food network and stuff. And I was like starting to see the rise of like cake art. I was like, what, this is nuts. So that's how I got into being a pastry chef and being a cake decorator. But the reason I felt like I needed to be on my own is because I didn't want anybody to tell me what I can and cannot do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I left the job and I took a chance on myself and I felt like 
everything about it was going to be hard. Everything. Like, how do I know how to start a business now? I have no idea. How do I deal with like clients? Like, how do I do everything? Right. Like every aspect of, of, of entrepreneurship and business ownership. And, but I was excited about it. Right. Because when it's your rules, your, you, you know, you call the shots on everything. It's exciting. So as hard as it is, I think that's my favorite part is that I can just say no to whatever I want, whenever I want. And I think like at the beginning, because we feel, and this is like pre like, you know, Instagram and Pinterest, like you just feel like you need to build up like experience and you need to build up a portfolio up. So I was like, saying yes to everything at that time. Mm -hmm. Like, and even if it was something I wasn't offering, people would like, Oh, can you make this like Texas soda cake? And I'm like, sure. Mm -hmm. And I would like fail at these things. I don't know. People were still happy, but me, I'm like, this is weird. And so over time I've learned to also just like stick to what I know and do it well. And then, and if I don't like something like, yeah, why would I do it? Right. Like it's not fulfilling. It's not making me feel good. Um, And that, that is hard. It's hard saying no to people. And I think like Mm. now I really am embracing that though, because at the end of the day, saying no to others is saying yes to me and Mm -hmm. I need to worry about me. That was a word right there. I need to say yes to me. There's going to be a lot of celebrating today. (laughs) Oh my God. That was a word. I got to (laughs) say, but it's been a journey, you know, that's that we're eight years into butter cake shop and like, you know, as of like last year and the, you know, I, I think a lot of us had a, we took a, a lot away from the pandemic and mm-hmm. um that was definitely a huge learning experience for me and my sister and as far as like the direction we wanted to take our business in but mm-hmm. a lot of it was that like I want to be fulfilled I want to feel creatively challenged I also want to have balance in my life whether that means I can leave in the middle of my work day to a yoga class like I want to be able to have that yeah. flexibility um so it's come with a lot of um, like guilt for saying like, no, but yeah. I'm starting to get over like not feeling guilty. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, there is a service out there for that person. And it just doesn't have to be me all the time. Yeah. Um, so learning where does that lessons. guilt come from? Mm. I'm a people pleaser. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think like, you know, I, 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 I also, I love what I do because I'm, I'm, I'm such a, I get to be a part of these people's celebrations and their milestones. And, um, I've always loved connecting to people that way. And we have families that we've been a part of for seven, eight years. And that's so cool from like the first baby's birthday to the second baby's to like, you know, the, the bridal showers, to the weddings, to the engagement, like ever. it's so cool to like be a part of these people's journeys. But some of those you know, we've had to cut ties, like just because it wasn't where, like, eventually we got to a point where it was either a budget thing or a creative thing. And staying true to myself is, I think, where I need, I need to focus on that. And Mm. that, that becomes more important to me. It's like, so I, there's the guilt in that, right. Where it's like, I loved being, I still do. I mean, I love being a part of people's celebration, connecting with them. But when I, can't for the sake of my own sort of, you know, I don't know, sanity or happiness or fulfillment, there's a little bit of guilt, right? Because mm-hmm. it sucks to turn people down. Um, but, it, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's just an interesting thing. Um, but, you know, we're, 
times are changing and I now have my growing family to worry about. And (laughs) so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're working with. And, um, you know, I love, I, I've, so I've listened to, um, you guys and, and, you know, it's all about authenticity. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with that is staying authentic to me and my art and my goals. Um, and yeah, but I, my whole life I've been sort of, I don't want to say people pleaser, but I kind of have been, you know, I, um, and, um, I just being out of my genuine, um, sort of caring for people. I I'm, I'm sweet. I'm kind. I say hi to everybody. I hold the door open for people. You know what I mean? Like I've always been that kind of person. Um, and it's kind of getting harder in this new world that we're living in. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's yeah. a cell phone. It's like no one's aware, but I'm like holding yeah. a door. No one says thank you. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird time. So I like, oh, when people do say thank you or hi back, it's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you noticed me. That's, I think that's really interesting. You hit on some really interesting points about being a people pleaser. And then what was, I was thinking about it. And there is, we are brought up. Um, especially in this, this country about this. Well, I'm saying, I was speaking from my experience in this country, we are brought up with these, like these manners and in a way, mm-hmm. and the manners aren't always like on a case by case or, or who deserves it. You know what I mean? It's like treat everybody this way. Yada, yada. Of course it's a golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. And that's fine. You know what I mean? I think neutral like, inter- like interactions and relationships are so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just being like, you didn't, you didn't leave me with anything. You didn't take nothing away from me. You didn't like help me. You didn't like hurt me. It's just like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. And I think that how this people pleasing uh, manifests in like different genders is really interesting um, because I've like, because with my wife and with the business we work with and like all our women friends, I do see a lot of like just taking advantage of the kind of the, the quote unquote like nurturing that, that, that may or may not be there. I'm not saying that yeah. like, everybody's like nurturing, but like we're gonna put into these roles of being like nurturing and that comes up like in me and the men that I talk to, it's more so having to provide answers and solutions. Yeah. And there's just like, and like, who's that serving? You know what I mean? It's like, and discovering what that authenticity looks like, discovering what it feels like to be genuine. Um, Cause like, Last year, my my goal was to be more genuine and authentic. And by that, I meant I wanted to be able to understand what I wanted from a situation and what I needed in a situation much more readily and accessible, accessibly, versus trying to imagine and guess what someone else wants from me and then trying Mm. to fit into that. And then here we both don't get what we want because the expectations that I'm having aren't based on what's actually happening yeah. where the person might be right today, whether yeah. it's a relationship where it's like my, my parents, my siblings, strangers, clients, and it is tough to say no. And it's tough to have that boundaries. It does get easier. Yeah. <laughs> I believe because like you said, at the end of the day, you still need time for yourself, yeah. you need time for your two boys, you need time for your husband time for your business, you time for these things that are the priority. And as we get closer to what we what we want or we want out of the world, we get closer to those to those priorities. Yeah. And yeah. everything can be a priority. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, what absolutely. came up for me too, Tabari, when you said mm-hmm. that was like 
Sasha was talking about people pleasing and like where it comes from. And I think it came from, for me, a lot of different places because I'm a recovering people pleaser myself. (laughs) And it feels guilty because it goes against everything I've been taught, whether Mm -hmm. at home, school or the media, social media, like, you know, random strangers telling you, like, I've had random strangers like upset with me because I didn't react the way that they wanted me to react. Like, you know, in this situation of like, why aren't you interacting the way that I move through the world? Even something as simple as that. And it goes against everything I was taught because I was taught explicitly and implicitly that other people's needs dictate my experience in the world. And entrepreneurship is teaching me that it's the other way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it feels wrong because it's like, it's like the discomfort of wearing braces. <laughs> like this stuff. I love but that. like in the end, like your smile is like improved and like life quality is improved and all these things. But that's what it's been feeling like of like, saying no or saying no to like a segment or saying no to a request Mm -hmm. or saying no to myself and saying, I'm not going to do this thing today. I'm going to do it next week instead because I don't have bandwidth or I want more flexibility to go to that like yoga class in the middle Mm -hmm. of the day. Or it's like boundaries are also for me too. So that I can say yes to other things, but it is uncomfortable because I've had, I'm about to be 31. So that means I've had like 25 years of just doing what everyone else wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of unlearning that I have to do. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, that's why it's so hard. Cause like, yeah. what else have I been doing for that long? <laughs> totally. Um, and it's great because I think too, like you're getting a, a a head start. Like I think older generations didn't really have that opportunity, or maybe they're no. just like kind of now realizing that as they get older. But we're lucky, kind of, um, to be able to start these like new paths as young as we are. Um, I think it's just more beneficial in the long run, you know, um, as hard as it can be. But I think just being truly happy and fulfilled and doing what you want is most important um, for your health, you know, and sanity. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask, what was your favorite cake that you've ever made? Oh man. Um, There's so many. (laughs) I didn't, it's it's hard because there's like a favorite, like, you know, the way I look at it, it's like, oh, I've had like cakes that are just like so tall and narrow and like perfectly shaped. They Mm -hmm. like, I love that. There are some where like I was able to take a lot of time and like hand paint, you know, and like truly be creative with it. That's, Mm -hmm. that can be like a favorite. Um, then there's just like, I did a really good, like design match. You know what I mean? Like, that can be so I think like at the end of the day, like the favorite to me translates more into like how I how it was executed. You know what I mean? Like flawlessly, um, 
stunningly just like I don't know I take I, I don't know I love I love all my cakes <laughs> um there have been some like really really crazy scary so we did like a um a wedding cake last year that was the Stanley Cup replica but it was like a four foot tall Stanley Cup oh, replica no. so wow. that was like the highest like the tallest cake we've done to date but the detailing on it was like gnarly and then just like mm-hmm. trying to match it to look like a Stanley cup was like a whole thing. But I love that. Right. Like as stressful as it is, Dang. it's like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's do this. <laughs> and then like I was pregnant. So I'm like, okay, I got to carry this thing over to the venue. So yeah. call my husband, 911, need your arms. Let's do this. So we just <laughs> <sit there. laughs> we're like setting it up on this table. And then I forgot that we like had to do these like floral accenting on it so I'm like literally like reaching as high up as I can like just like a big old belly like bumping into the table (laughs) so stressful but like once it's there and standing and you walk away just like this this is it this is why I love what I do this is this is what I fuck with right my my favorite photo shoot is always the last one we had Every last time I did this, every time we do a photo, I'm like, this is the best. The one. best one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's getting better and better. We're just getting <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. That's what it's yeah. about. And that's why I just like live to be creatively challenged. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like it only helps me get better at what I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you do like have another skill under your belt, you're like, sweet. All right, let's, let's get more. Let's do more. Let's, let's mm-hmm. practice more. Um, so I do like to take on like orders too for things. I'm like, I have no idea how this gets done. But let's figure it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love a good challenge. Hey, a lot of times people are like, have you done that before? And I'm like, no, but I have all the skill sets that yeah. are needed to do this. And I will, I'm committed to getting the results. Totally. Exactly. Like there's something really exciting in that. Yeah. <laughs> comes up for me immediately in that moment is. <laughs> There's a lot of things we do that we haven't done before that we're still expected to do well and we still want to do. Yeah. And one of those big things that everyone talks about, this is new, for, this is also for, at the forefront of my mind too, because my brothers, two of my younger brothers both have like children on the way. They're like going to be like three months apart. That's, that's, <laughs> that is wild. We just learned, we just learned that um, Friday. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> they've never been parents before. Nope. Now it's double <laughs> <duty>. <laughs> they didn't have to go they didn't go like do like a, a year intensive training you know staying up with the baby you know like doing her <laughs> changing diapers and managing each other and like cooking and you know rubbing her back and her feet whatever it, they, didn't, they didn't do that yeah so i'm like i think that it's like in other ways too it's if you want to pivot from one thing to another you have to do something you haven't done before yeah yeah if you're only doing the things you you've done before you're not doing anything how many times can i read like i'll, I'll read a book more than once fine i'll watch a movie more than once too but Same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and you're supposed to like watch new stuff and like i didn't realize i was into that question until just now yeah so. it's so important for growth it's so great for like self-growth and and yeah just um keep on pushing man it's i think it's so great for like just your brain do something different to learn something new and yeah um I uh so during the the pandemic we were um trying to open a brick and mortar like bakery like a full-blown bakery 
coffee, seating, all the things. And um, we had taken that on about like a year prior to when the pandemic started. And it's kind of a shit show from the beginning, but the Mm -hmm. pandemic like didn't help at all. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was during that time that I was like, do I really want to be doing like the same things day in and day out serving the same thing? Like, I mean, we can change the menu seasonally. Sure. But I'm like, that's not like, I love my time to like really fully focus on like, you know, a cake that might take like, you know, 10 hours worth of decorating time. Like, am I going to have that time when I'm like doing a whole full service thing? Right. And it was just a weird, it was like a blessing in disguise because I think like, I had never been more like depressed and stressed out in my life during that experience. Um, we ended wow. up having to say no to it eventually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was basically like a half a million dollars mm-hmm. wasted, like gone. Mm-hmm. And the money wasn't even it for me. I don't even care. Whatever right. money comes and goes, we'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. Um, but it was like, it was that it was like, if I do this, like I'm working this like a hundred hours a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have time for the other things. And it was just like, no, let's just say no to this. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, a, but you know, you have like family members are like, we can help you. We can do that. And it's like, it's not even about that. I just, yeah, right. it doesn't sit well with me anymore. And I need to like go with my gut and that's not going to help me learn it's not going to help me grow I mean in, in a sense that the, the that process did but I think like once we were going to be open it's like where do you kind of go from there I feel like then you're just working to maintain it and I right. was like I didn't want that and so that was something for me that was like really tough really like depressing <laughs> um and I think, but it was also like, we had a lot of support from, we have an amazing community. Oh my God. The Los Feliz community has been great. And we've been growing outside just all over LA now, which has been great. And they were so supportive when we wanted to open. We had a lot of like, um, we had an Indiegogo campaign where, you know, we set people up with like some fundraising, but like, you know, and, and, and giving them cakes in exchange and things like that. And we had just had such a, a huge outpouring support, which is so great. And we were so worried about closing it down that we were going to like let people down. Yeah. And mm. the support that we got for that, like saying no was, oh my God, unbelievable. I'm like, people are just so awesome. Like yeah. people are great. And I really have to say, like, I just, I love our clients. I love our community. And I think it took a lot. It was, I remember writing that post on social media and feeling like, fuck my world is ending like I'm gonna let so many and letting myself down mm-hmm. and the response that we got was like this is great this is why we just have to be honest this is why we yeah. just need to be honest um because I think that at the end of the day that's really what people connect and what they want to see because mm-hmm. you know it's like we all get caught up in the social media comparing ourselves to other businesses etc yeah. etc et I do it every single day till this day yeah. as I know that I'm not supposed to but you can't help it right how did this cake yeah. artist do this blah, blah blah like it's you know check yourself <laughs> it's okay this is just like smoke and mirrors don't worry yeah. and I think like the more honest I can be when I want to because I also I don't know I find it weird to be like overly honest mm. um sure. i don't want to share too much at the same like i still like to keep things a little bit personal mm. um 
but when I do find those little moments of like vulnerability, that's when I feel like I've been able to get the biggest connection from my followers and, and just, you know, supporting businesses all around. And, um, there's something so beautiful in that. Um, and that's made it, I think a little bit easier to continue being like, just more honest with myself. And, you know, my sister too, we're both like on this path where we're like, this is going to be a tough year. We started making a lot of changes last year, a lot. And we know it's going to be hard and people are going to be disappointed and that's okay. But it's, it's just going to be better in the long run for all of us. And it's proving right so far. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. But that's all part of growing, right? That's like, again, like taking on something challenging, something risky. Um, It's funny. I've always been like this huge risk taker. Like I'm not afraid of like anything really like, it's okay. I'm not afraid of failure. Done. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you kind of have to be like as resilient as you can be in this world and, 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 and entrepreneurship, especially when right now everything is like so competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like that's where you just like truly shine. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like what I needed to hear because we similarly made some crazy shifts to do what was aligned. And it, it wasn't like, I felt like we were letting anybody down, but I felt like we were doing the riskier thing. Like people were telling us like, why don't you do product photography? Like it's so much more lucrative and Mm -hmm. there's so much more demand there. And there is. Um, But I was like, but all I want to do is like be around food every day. And all I want to do is support restaurants. And that's what I really know about. And anytime you catch me, like you'll probably overhear me talking about food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it felt so weird that that was like disjointed from the business. And when I think about my perfect day, working, personal, free time, whatever, food is involved. Yeah. And so making the decision to focus on restaurants and pivot all of our messaging, our marketing, create new Mm -hmm. offers, you know, talk to people who are almost never in their email like almost never it's like you know like going to people who are still kind of doing things a little bit old school sometimes even if they are like really successful it's like they're not going to webinars in the middle of the afternoon Mm -hmm. like they're in the kitchen or they're leading a team and they're meeting people in person and that was such a big change and there were times where I was like why did I do this again? This is so hard. Yeah. But then last week when we had our photo shoot and we went to a restaurant and I was like, oh yeah, this is why. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, awesome. I think that like feeling of bliss isn't like every day, obviously. I mean, we're still like humans living in this real world, right? right. <laughs> but like when you can reflect on those like little moments, it's just, yeah, this, this is why we do what we do. And it's just so wonderful. And I think it's just so important to constant to like, hold on to that for as long as we possibly can. And Absolutely. if you lose it, figure out why, right? Like, what did I do? What am I not doing? What can I take on? You know? Um, yeah, it's so, so important. And I feel like we're, we're finally like kind of 
we're like gearing more now into like the wedding game mm-hmm. because like there's something about so like you know like birthdays it's like oh my kid wants this like they're into this cartoon right now you know like yeah. okay cool whatever so we'll figure something out there but i think like with weddings it's so special <laughs> when you get to know like a couple and like you know what their design aesthetic is like what what you know, their venue, like there's so many things that you can take into account to like, oh, and, and it's like a, it's a, it's a blank canvas. So now I'm like, I get to create something here for them, something mm-hmm. special and unique to them that blends like their personalities together. And I love that. There's something so beautiful about that. And that's why I really want to pursue that more because I, again, it's being like creatively challenged and fulfilled mm-hmm. and weddings give us a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, so that, you know, in, in, in turn, it's like, I still do the kitty cakes. I mean, I love, I love the kitty cakes. They're fun, but, um, but we're, we're just trying to kind of steer into a new direction because I'm growing too. You know what I mean? Like, and my, my, my likes have changed my, like, and my interests have changed. So, you know, um, that's just part, part of the process, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) A hundred percent. So in this segment, we love to ask, is there anything that you want to get off your chest? That's a tough question. I I, I guess like, what are the parameters around that question? It can be as Um, petty or as deep as you want it to be. Yeah, man. <laughs> what do I? What what is pissing me off these days? Um, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I want to get off my chest today. <laughs> um, I just um, you know what I want to get rid of. So I don't go out to eat as much anymore. Um, mm. and I miss that because I love I love restaurants and stuff. But I gotta say. The experience of dining out in most places. I want to get rid of the damn QR code menu. I miss a paper menu. (laughs) Bring back the paper menu. Bring back a paper menu. It's like a part of it. I also don't want to order at the freaking booth and then get my, like, I get, I am trying to like understand. I know what's happening. I have like, you know, post pandemic things have changed, yada, yada. But the experience of dining Mm. out has changed drastically. And I miss that, you know, and I'm not yeah. saying for all restaurants, but for most, especially in the city of LA, you know, there's so many places to go and eat, but I feel like I just like kind of miss that like authentic dining experience, like yeah. sitting down, getting my paper menu, mm-hmm. you know, like getting the food. It's like so much of that has changed that I, I actually haven't really gone out to dine much. Well, A, the time, but <laughs> B, just like, you know, I, I've like been when I have gone out, like, I don't know, it's just been like diminished a little bit. Mm, But I think a lot of that starts with the damn paper menu. (laughs) I 100% agree. I think a lot of restaurants pivoted to accommodate like this touchless experience. And I get that. But I miss, and what I think is happening is the paper menu is also a symbol of all of the other compromises they've made. Yeah. So I'm like going in expecting a fine dining or an elevated experience or just an experience with a little bit more care. Yeah. And they're showing up with Waffle House energy. Totally. Not at this price point, sir. 
right? I know. I know. Are you ready to order? You're not even going to give me a little wow, intro about the food? We're not even going to have a conversation? I know. I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. How can I be ready? Damn. <laughs> but that that's exactly it. I feel like that's kind of been like my biggest complaint lately. I just, because I, I miss that. Now that like, you know, I can go out more. The kids are in like a better space and like we can go without things being chaotic. Like I want to, but then I'm like, well, then what? Like, you know, and again, it's like, I will pay the restaurants what they're seeking. Cause I get it. I get it. I have a bakery myself. Right. I know what it, what it costs. I know what it's like. So, but, but you're right. It's, but the level of service and experience needs to kind of match that price point. Mm-hmm. And that's just lacking in a lot of places. And I feel bad, you know, like it makes yeah. me feel sad. Um, but then like there have been places where I see them like, oh, they didn't last long, you know, and that's obviously heartbreaking because I know how much time and energy goes into opening something. But then I also, while well, I remember my experience there was pretty subpar and like, sorry, but service is like mm-hmm. a lot of it. Not only should your food and everything be good, but the whole, the service, the experience, everything, it all goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so I feel like that's just kind of been one of the biggest downers and it's wild because I see so many new places opening all the time. And like, you know, we're in Los Feliz. So I see like Silver Lake, Los Feliz, like Sunset Boulevard, so many new places and I've gone to check some out and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> check it off the list. It's fine. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just kind of, I missed that. I don't know. There mm. was something just really cool pre-pandemic just about it's everything like an invitation mm-hmm. i think yeah. there's a time and place for a qr code menu particularly at bars <laughs> right <laughs> and there's some places too like there's a place in Atlanta we go to um that has like really good food and, su- and surprisingly fast service for how casual it is bar taco yeah and they have the little barcodes um but they were doing that before the pandemic they were okay that's yeah. not, doesn't bother me You're as ahead much. Of the game. <laughs> right? <laughs> it doesn't bother me as much because you kind of know what you're getting, getting into. It's like, okay, I'm coming for the guacamole and the different tacos you have on the list. This, this, and this. Yeah, I don't expect it to be a guy off the truck cutting, you know, everybody speaking um, their second language is, is English. Yeah. I'm not expecting that. Cool. Sure. You know what I mean? And but they didn't have. They also have like other stuff in the menu. They have like we had like a, like a half a chicken that was like really good. They have like plantains and and like other oh, stuff that is on the list. Yeah. So I kind of forget about the menu a little bit because you're just like, oh, the food's so good and it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the drinks are good too. It's like what are y'all doing back there? So yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. And it's not necessarily like the. It's not think about it as a Google thing where it's like one to five little dollar signs. Totally. Probably close to like two and a half dollar signs, you know, two dollar signs. But I feel like when they get to a certain place and I want a different experience, that's where the paper menu comes in. Yeah. And that's where, and yeah. I also realize now I don't want a laminate menu. That's the, that feels such the way. It's giving I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then, so with the paper menu, it is something about holding something in your hand. Which is why yeah. I still, even though I have subscription audiobooks and everything, yeah. I still have plenty of books to pick up and just read. 
Yeah. It's something about something have, to that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what it is, right? It's like this like weird sensory connection we have with it is the sensory. It is yeah. like you're also touching it as well. And it also focuses your attention on what you're doing as well. Reading an audiobook, yeah. I'm much more likely to play the game or yeah. try to do something else while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Um yeah. I remember reading this article some some time back about the differences between like searching something in the search engine and going into a library to like find something. And I spend a lot of time in books. I got, if I turn this right off now, you'll see this background off, you'll see all yeah. my books back here. <laughs> but <laughs> what I remember is there was like the experience of going through a book bookstore or a, a library, yeah. you looking for something in medicine. Say you're looking for medicine or like family medicine. Along the way, you'll see everything like adjacent to it, at least yeah. with the um, with the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. So if I'm looking for like medicine, I'm also looking at like military and like what else is with him? Uh, mangoes. I don't know. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Men, like whatever else is in that section, you're kind of looking yeah. at too. And even before you get over this section, you're seeing what else is out there. You're seeing yeah. like little highlight books because a lot of they let's do like, oh, this is staff staff picks and i was gravitate towards those yeah versus when you're looking at something specifically on a search engine you know i mean who else we're you all using google we're not using DuckDuckGo. let's be real like right. <laughs> maybe we should be using the other one i, know I think my husband or... has that on his phone i think yeah. he's one of my best things, friends but... uses it too we probably should be using something else that doesn't like be, isn't free but we're paying for our privacy anyway right <laughs> but it's, right um but yeah so if i look for medicine i'm going to get medicine i'm not going to get the adjacent things yeah these are not really related and the search engine isn't really designed for that no so yeah. it's kind of like that hones in on something specific yeah, yeah it's true I, I i do like that there's something like kind of nostalgic about that too mm-hmm. and i find it like i sometimes when i need to like shop for something I go into the store. I'm like, I have time today. Like, go and yes. do it. Right? Because I feel like a lot of us have gotten so used to, like, ordering stuff online, shopping online. But when I do have the time and I just want to chill a little bit, like, I'll go and I'll shop yeah. in the store. And then, again, yeah, you kind of get taken to other things. And, like, you mm-hmm. see something else that's out there. And, like, that's kind of fun, too. You know, we just um, we've gotten so used to being just, like, so focused on specific things and, like, that yeah. instant gratification and yada, yada. And, like... We need to take the time to smell the roses. Exactly. <laughs> I think what I like about the paper menu is that it feels like all the decisions could have been made that day. Yeah, that's all going to bring up. Like, like it was like yeah. House. It's like the menu is changing regularly. Yeah. 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 Versus when it's laminated or on the QR code, it's like, how long has this been on the menu? And of course, there's certain <laughs> things that you're like. I love this. Like, there's this restaurant in Atlanta, Boca Lupo, mm-hmm. and it, they change their menu so often that it like breaks your heart sometimes. Because <laughs> 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 you're like, I'll never have that again. Right. <laughs> like, they they have it as a this, fan favorite or something. <laughs> they have this like, they have this liver mousse um, ravioli. Yum! Oh my Yum. god. It is What's so the sauce amazing. on that? It is the only so they switch up the sauce often. Yeah. Um, but they'll put like golden raisins in it. Uh-huh. And then they'll have like sometimes like other proteins or sometimes like other vegetables in there. Okay. Um, 
but it is just like decadence in a bowl and they change it all the time and like a lot of times they put it on their tasting menu sometimes it's a la carte but if it's a la carte you won the lottery yeah (laughs) and I was just like oh my god like even just thinking about that Mm -hmm. and then you'll come back and you're like do you have the duck liver mousse and they're like it's off season. It's not coming back for six months. And you're just like, am I going to cry? <laughs> I think that's a way two things. One, I think that's how you can, how the pace is going to be sustainable because not everything is available all the time. Totally. I got a farmer's so market true. right now and they're like, arugula is done, fam. It's too hot for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the second thing is, that's why I, fuck, I knew I fucked with you, Sasha, because when she said the duck liver mousse, you were like, ooh, what sauce mm-hmm. is that? I'm like, yes, that please. is some real shit right there. That is some shit I fuck with because <laughs> sometimes we hear certain things, people are like, you know, kind of like, what? Or I talk about like, you know, pate. Or, you know, like, mm. you know, like, yes, please. And it's so rich and so decadent. Oh my God, so good. Oh um, my God. I it am. Is- when I studied, when I decided to to study pastry, I was like, well, I'm going to go to Paris. I feel like that's like the culinary capital of the world, right? At the time, that's like, I feel like that's where you learn everything. And so I got like some grants and stuff and I, I went to the, to the Cordon Bleu over there. And then, but I also did the savory side. So I was like, why not? I'm here. I'm going to do an intensive program. And that was so fun. But it really like showed me a whole new appreciation for like, the organs yeah the yes. fat the pate like oh my god so yeah. so good um wait, oh my god it was just like constantly coming home with like these fatty ass dishes and they were so <laughs> good but like you're living alone in paris with like no income like yeah it was such great leftovers to have yeah. <laughs> and then of course then you get like baguettes and wine for hella cheap so that's all we had i had like leftover <laughs> school food baguettes and wine like that was and cheese. Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> ideal. <laughs> it was so good, so so good. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I really learned to like appreciate like mousse and yeah, like liver mousse, um, foie gras. Of course, I got my mm. husband hooked on that, and that was really sad when we couldn't get it here anymore. But I get uh, it. I, I get I, it too. I, 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 get it. I figured it out recently too because I was looking for something else. I was listening to a podcast by. Um, I think uh, Josiah Citron, I think out here, he has a restaurant called Charcoal and I was into an interview yeah. and he was talking about, I was like, we don't search for a girl. And I was like, what's going on with for a girl? Like, is he kind of stance? I looked it up right. and I was like, yeah. oh, force feeding that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was like. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because like how much of that is also going on with all of our other proteins, right? Yeah. I mean, right. In, in the state. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a strange subject, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously not not cool, but um, yeah, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but damn, I feel that like, energy like it's not cool, but don't put a plate in front of me. I'm eating it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's gonna be hard to turn that down. That <laughs> <laughs> like Tabari told me, and I was like, "Is this going to stop me?" Like, and it's like that was the question for me because like it is so good and. It's like, it's like, I for me, I would love to have it in a seasonal way of like yeah. these ducks just sure. eat more than the other ducks. And uh, it's, it's, it's not one time a year. When yeah. it's out, it's out. <laughs> sure. The last point is what it is. And when it's done, it's done. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. I'll you pay know, for it. I'll like, save my coins for the. 
that's fine. Like it's just so it's just so sad when you hear you can't have this anymore. It's like oh, if you can't have it, it's just like here are the ethical implications of totally. You bad person <laughs> but you know, go to Europe. It's not it's not bad. It's fine. You won't feel guilty. <laughs> they have all the fat ducks over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why too. I've been having more. Of, I've been having like a renaissance lately um, with the different parts of the animals. Lisa um, mm. really started on that a lot because uh, before we met, I was eating a lot of the same things. Kind of grew up with my, my folks. They would cook the same things like fish, spaghetti, you know, like soup. Yeah. Kind of the same thing over and over again. Like and you know, like and I was vegetarian kind of growing up too. So it, it, it everything seemed so limited when it came to like culinary, um, the culinary world. And I just nothing really felt like never filled when I started to like explore explore a little bit more and stop being vegetarian. The first I got was probably burgers and a lot yeah. of good burgers, you know what I mean? Like blue cheese and mushrooms, or oh, yes, even like a butter burger or herbs, all that all that stuff. And that's still just like that's just one little section. You can do a lot, according to uh Sam from, from Punk Foodie, who did a child Sam. Yeah. He says that burgers are like a canvas. You know, for like creativity. Yeah, totally. Totally believe that. Yep. And so when we started to date and then the pan- right before the pandemic, we, what really attracted me to Nisa was how we, she made grocery shopping like fun again and exciting. Yeah. So we go to the farmer's <laughs> market. I tell a story all the time. We go to the farmer's market and we like find stuff. She's like, oh, let me try this. Let me try this. And I'm mean, like, how do you know what to do with that? Like, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> and what that is, is me coming up with this like, this uncertainty and this, this fear again kind of hold yeah. me back for no reason. And so I started trying different stuff out. I started with steak, you know, but I still have the video of the guy cutting, breaking down the, the whole cow in my head. So I know oh, which, which is where and how it works and how to cook it. And so all that stuff and still grossed out by some things like fishtail or the heads or even like the, the backside of the shrimp. Yeah. And I'd be like, get that. I don't eat on this. So get away from me. I eat the shrimp and everything, but, <laughs> I'm reading this book called Gulp um, by Mary Roach. Okay. And she, it's, it's about the, the like whole ingestive, like the whole digestive system from like the nose to the tail <laughs> all the way through and how all the parts, so she doesn't pull any punches. She's very unique in that way. Yeah. There's really interesting section, this chapter about how like our plate, especially in America, is like colonized and how we don't even eat a lot of the different organs besides different parts of the animal besides the protein parts. Yeah. And our body needs much more of the other nutrients and there's so much other stuff in it. If it's like the liver, like we said, or the brain or the eye. And how she explained it really opened my mind to trying these things out. And yeah. so I started to eat the whole, so when we have shrimp and it's like crunchy on the end, I eating all that too i can't because so much flavor is in there yeah and then even further because she had the example she was in like um there's a lot of inuits in like canada and alaska and she was at this uh, at this like small town and they were they were like uh hunting like narwhals they had to get like fresh food like wow to get stuff in there (laughs) you know so a lot of stuff is like preserved and a lot of stuff is there and the newer generation are eating like more processed stuff you know what i mean kind of the same yeah. thing but the older generations even like you know 40 50 it's like they're still some like hunting and someone's hunting they're getting like the norwal skin there's like a lot of blubber 
Yeah, that's what was wild. She's like, and the first time I know Norals even like real, but I was like a mythical creature. <laughs> Second, then <laughs> like cut the the fat. It was like this chunk of fat. She said, like in the he cut it and just brought it over here and put it on the table, like in the bag. And she he was like, let's try it. And of course, she's like, oh, I, you're, you're you're like cautious, but you're also curious. You came right. here on this, this journey, so try it. She said it was the most decadent thing she'd ever I eat. This mythical creatures. I think about that like all the time. I'm like, what does a narwhal taste like? It's just she said it, it wasn't cooked. It was just the fat raw, what? and I was like, that's wild. Yeah, because like the they're out stuff. there in the wild too, probably grass fed. I said, yeah, yeah I said, Lisa, <laughs> not grass and ice fed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't have that stuff in America. Oh yeah. my god, that's so oh. crazy! No, that's 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 freaking cool. It's so you know, it's funny. I the, the, I've had a resurgence with salmon skin because for a while there, I got really Yay. grossed out by it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't do it anymore. But then, at like as of like probably a year ago, so I yeah, we hella crispy pack it with flavor and i'm like this yeah. is good what have i been missing out on like why did i stop eating it i just i don't know it's weird you can eat something for so long and then all of a sudden it'll just gross you out for some yeah. reason yeah when you, score that, when you <laughs> score that that stuff and put it down on that plan and get a nice crispiness <laughs> and turn up, man mm-hmm. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> put it down on that pan uh-huh. you know you hold it another thing too i'm not cooking too is like i'm much less scared of like touching stuff around the pan like I was thinking you said be like touching stuff and grabbing, like use the tools, use the tools. Sometimes you don't have time. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't reach for the nails. No, I need to be right here. I need to hold it right here. I need to. The time is now. The time is now. <laughs> so, Larry, is it yeah. time? I think it's time, Lisa. Yeah, it's time. It's time for bumps, fingers, fingers. Or bus. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. We're eventually getting a jingle. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. That's, That's awesome. Congratulations. I think that jingle is great. I love how people sometimes people are like, I'm excited. Some people get like really like weirded out and start looking around like, what did you is, my, is like, it talking? Is my ex gonna come on, on on here or something like that? What have you got on me? Are you got secrets? It's like. <laughs> so, Tamara, you want to go first? Yes, I can go first. Okay. Give you some time to get your ideas flowing. Okay. Sasha. Boss fingers or bus? Cottage cheese. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Uh, it's a bop. I like it. I love cottage cheese, and uh, I think it's um, it's versatile. You can dress it up, savory or sweet, which I like about it. The savory stuff I started doing recently. Um, sweet. Yeah, but sweet. Yeah, it would like mash strawberry into it, pineapple into it. Um, sometimes I'd mix it in with my yogurt. Yeah, so I always started with the sweet thing. You just elevated our lives. You just fucked oh, the game. Oh, you have no idea how fuck, you fucked the game. Wow. Up. I was putting it on toast, a little olive oil and salt, but now yeah, you're like, like, yeah. But see, see, that that came second to me. I, the savory side of cottage cheese is new to me. Um, but that's mm. why I've kind of been liking it more. It's a pretty versatile uh, food. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's a banger. It's not like a favorite, but it's there. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Trump's bangers are bust. Online events. Ooh. Hmm. I want to say bust. Hmm. And I think that might be like a recent feeling just because I miss in-person connection and interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Online is cool, but again, it's just like a convenience thing. I don't know. I'm like, let's get out. Let's get dressed up. Like, I'm I'm wearing yoga pants right now. If you and I were meeting in person, (laughs) it'd be different. I would have put jeans on, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where mama said like, to, to like jump. Be better when I wear jeans instead of yoga pants. <laughs> That's not how you feel. That's what clothes for. That's, that's you feel. true. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I want to say bus. Yeah. Let's do, let's get, let's party more in person. I miss that. Yeah. Let's get to know each other. Let's shake hands. Let's, <laughs> let's do all that. I feel that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> boss fingers a bus. Little Debbie snacks. I have the image of what they are, but I don't think I've actually ever had one. They're like honey buns, a milk cream pies, a little nutty butt. Yeah, it's like a brand, right? Like yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's a question mark for me because I've never mm-hmm. had them. So how can I judge something I've never had? That's a tricky That's one. Wow. And it, it, probably if they've been around for, I'm guessing, a long time. It's <laughs> 1934. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Almost 100 years. So clearly they're a classic favorite. So they're bangers to someone out there. Yeah. That was definitely <laughs> the, a good road trip snack. <laughs> the munchy food of But I've never had Little Debbie snacks. You know, honey buns? Yeah. What? Mm-mm. Lived off some nope. honey buns, some Swiss rolls? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, so they're good. They're good. Well, you take them because it's like a little. It's a it's a cheap Cicero, but you just take it and peel it apart, like a little bit by a little bit, to get to the oh, center. Yeah. But could you withstand the sweetness at this big age? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's I'm right. Saying, I'm, I know. I feel like the the amount that we can handle now just gets like smaller and smaller. Because I tried an airhead recently, and it gave oh, me a headache. I was like, this don't hit like it used to. Right. I know. I know. Like nerds, like taffy in general. I'm like, yeah. oh man, yeah. yeah. It's so I different. Have gotten off the more sweets as I got older. I've never been like a big sweets guy. Like, yeah. I the Red Twizzlers, I, I, I like. I really love the Red Twizzlers. So, I mean, it's a great movie theater snack, though. There's something nostalgic about that, right? Come on in here. Everybody's yeah. like, so you like plastic? I'm like, so you yes. don't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> the time like, and not, place. It's not <laughs> black licorice. Hold on. Have some. Come on. Like, it's not the black licorice, which I've tried before. And I'm like, but I think it's just how it's old. <laughs> like, build face. <laughs> haunting the taste till this day. I think there's something about getting older and your taste getting looking for more like bitter things or even more yeah. things are more complex. Totally, totally. It's so true. It's so true. You gave me a good one, Tamari. Yeah. Bob's fingers are bus absinthe. Oh shit. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with banger. <laughs> she said (laughs) because in my personal experience it's been such a fun so we bring out either absinthe or like fernet branca when we want to get the party started when we're like 
fuck it. Nobody likes this thing, but we're going to just drink it yeah. and like toast to it and like cheers and get the party started. So for me, it's like always associated with just like a really fun night about to happen. Yeah. Um, a way to kind of get people excited, a way to get people disgusted, but it just leads to like a fun time. <laughs> I so always that. thought Fernet Bronco was like you're in kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, now that I've decided that I like you and you're a regular, here's mm-hmm. a shot of Fernet Bronco. You're like, uh-huh. I'm in. Yeah, they like me. Yeah, exactly, me. exactly. It's like um, <laughs> what do you call those things that they do to you in college? Like um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what do I think about too? Is this this is other liquor? That's I don't know how much it costs. It's probably a lower shelf, but it's called I think it's like uh Aguiente. It's um Colombian and it's like made from like made from the star in Nice. Yeah. Plant. Yeah. And we eat the we had that a lot. I was working at a piece of piece of joint and the manager there was uh was Colombian and he would like bring that out for <laughs> to keep us going, you know. Uh-huh. Was, <laughs> or at the end of the night, like hey, let's have a little bit and so yep. Yeah, it's not I'm so good. <laughs> it's not great, but it, but it's but it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> exactly like it kind of gets you pumped up, gets yeah. your blood flowing. You're like, all right, let's do this. We're well, in it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on this on in the spirit of spirits, boss bangers a bus, mezcal. Uh, bus for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a smoky person yeah well as far as liquors go i don't like yeah. um although the only cocktail that i absolutely love that has a little bit of smokiness to it is a penicillin mm. i um, love a penicillin. i love a good yep. penicillin um but i feel like for me it's like the ginger in there you know what i mean like um but yeah like the smokiness can't can't do mm. yeah uh so no okay. no miss golf for me <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Vegas no. or bust beaches. Beaches? Like the coast? The water yes. and the sand? Yeah. Oh, banger. Banger. Yeah. If I could live on a beach, I would. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. There's something about the salt in the air, the ocean sounds. I'm, it's, I like every time we plan a vacation, I need to make sure there's like a beach nearby. Right. Mm. But like, you know, obviously there are like cities that don't like historical cities, but I like, I look forward to like a good, a good beach vacay. I love mm-hmm. like when we have a free day and it's hot, I'll go to the beach. Yes. I'm like, I live for the sun and I'm a huge like tanner. I'm like a lizard. I <laughs> <laughs> I've been tanning since we've, we've been out here. I recently learned how to swim officially. Congratulations. You know, thanks. So, yeah. Lisa, Lisa taught me, you know. Yeah. To show you how much I trust her, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> so it's like, a so dangerous. A yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's. I was, talk, I was talking to my parents about it when we were in town last week, and they were like, "What? You know, swim? He was trying to drown you." I was like, "Whether he was or not, beside the point. What what it actually is, I've decided now is that I didn't trust him." Yeah. So I right. Don't what that? What was happening? And yeah. y'all weren't giving me that that confidence to like, now I can speak up and be like, that should be like, like lead with my trust. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't know what that was. So like not trust someone and how that looks. You weren't even, they weren't given that. They were still people pleasing again. Like, Oh, they're yeah. safe. It's safe. Doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> it's funny because even when you told them like your adult memory of that, 
event, they were still like gaslighting. <laughs> like they were still like, but it's not like you weren't gonna drown. Like they were still doing it, and I was like, this is why he went exactly. Years exactly. Like, yeah. We're still doing it. <laughs> Yeah, not the best way to train somebody. <laughs> yeah, Especially water's, not water's water. scary. Like being in, mm-hmm. surrounded by water, that's a very scary experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you really do need to trust a person who's teaching you how to swim. Save your life. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, are you the beach It's my turn? Yes, your turn. Okay. Boss fingers a bus, meal prep. Oh, well, I mean, I like it. Um, I, you know, let's, let's just say bot because like, I I don't know, like I, like you and I were talking about earlier, I think there's something so therapeutic about the process of cooking. And I look forward to that as often as I can do it every day. Um, if you're going to meal prep, at least for me, make it something fun and really exciting, something packed with flavor, something packed with like complexity and textures. Right. Like I think, a lot of the idea of like meal prep can sound really boring. Mm-hmm. Chicken breast, vegetable, rice. Please. Or whatever, right? Please. Some people can do that and live <laughs> off that every day. Like not me, not me. But um, it, there's something you. beneficial about like being able to meal prep and then have that extra time on your hands. So it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I think there's like a day where I really look forward to just like two hours of pouring myself oh no sorry (laughs) I thought I had my do not disturb on it is on somehow phone calls can still come in sorry about that um but yeah there's um (laughs) there's something like too like looking forward to to, like a two-hour cooking of a dish you know what I mean I love that and drinking my wine and putting on good tunes and yeah steering and whatever like it's just something so great about that but there's also like it's nice when I recently just did a bunch of like overnight oats. I prepped like seven days worth of that. And I made each one a different flavor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that was kind of nice in the morning, grab and go, walk the kids to school, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's pros and cons to it, but I'm not completely against it. Just don't make it boring. <laughs> meal prep didn't work for me because I found myself making eight different meals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're supposed to make like, hours of meal prep. Yeah, right. you're supposed to make like two meals and like maybe switch it up a little bit. Or, yeah. You know, like I was like, here's my dramatically different meal for Tuesday. Here's my dramatically different meal for Wednesday. And I was like, why does meal prep take seven hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it should, that, that defeats the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is my wife. You know, she has, she got big dreams, big goals. I love I, it. Overachiever. <laughs> this is what she does, you know? Amazing. We, I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm doing this right. Because I was looking at other people on YouTube and they are like, I have rice, I have broccoli, I have chicken, I have rice, See, that's exactly it. Yeah. No, it's (laughs) too boring. It's too boring. (laughs) Can't do it. Can't do it. Bob's fingers are bust. Two-story homes. Oh, man. I want to go with banger (laughs) maybe because i grew up in one i I love stairs stairs are cool i don't know 
being like young in a house with stairs is just fun. You're like, <laughs> you, you know, when you're even as an adult, I find myself like, can I do two steps at once? You know, yeah. <laughs> can I climb a third one? Or you're like, you know, like uh, hopping uh, or like doing a slide on a towel. Like there's something <laughs> fun about that. I don't know. I think, wow. I think it's kind of fun reflecting on that. Um, but I'm also not like 80 living in a two-story home where it becomes like dangerous, <laughs> um, yeah. a potential ha- hazard. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can tell by my reaction. It's totally a thing. It made yeah. me happy. You're not, not scared of anything. Here you are sliding down the stairs. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then view, views are better. Views can be better too from like yeah. a top floor. You know what I mean? That's so true. <laughs> it's really just like, we still when I when I grew up in Norcross, we had a three-story townhome. Yeah. So there was like a random bedroom downstairs. The kitchen was actually on the second floor, and then yeah. our bedrooms were on the top floor. So groceries were such a problem because <laughs> I was like the strong teenager, right? And yeah. so that meant I had to carry the groceries. And so I had to go up and down the stairs. So I developed this instinct to do carry all the groceries in one trip totally to this day it's like this thing like tomorrow will be like why are you holding all of the bags like, like i appreciate it don't want me the other side where like she don't lift anything because you're like oh i don't do that i'm like we're not that's not how we move wait this is a partnership <laughs> i'm gonna help you we're gonna figure like, this out together <laughs> she's like you grab the bag i'm like you have all the bags, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tot- I'm totally the same way. I don't know why. I can literally mm-hmm. walk like the 10 feet back and come back. But I prefer to just do it all in one trip. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I can pinpoint exactly. I think it's what started my journey to sustainability, too, because I was like, there's too many plastic bags. Yeah. I'm tired of carrying a 36 case of water. Yeah. We're yeah. getting filtered water, we're getting reusable bags. Like that's literally if it weren't for that, I don't think I would have ever even like explored sustainability because I was like, there's gotta be a better way than this. Yeah. There's gotta be. <laughs> You've got bags in your house for decades. Yeah. Like my parents probably have bags from when we were kids and that oh yeah. Little, little slot, that little <laughs> well then even covered. like with reusable bags, I love how like so many companies now just like give them out for free right so then it's like well now i have like 40 reusable bags like those accumulate too and you have about like good we have a good good size of like 10 and we have like two um the little cooler bags from jenny's ice cream yes oh they're so cute yes i love those yeah that ice cream is a banger too that was like three things Uh, it was the beach the, two, the doll tacos up the street and Jenny's were like, yes. okay, cool, we can move. When That's I fun. knew yes. Jenny's was here, I was like, I do belong here. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, She's opening up everywhere too. You know, Salt and Straw has some interesting flavors over there, but Jenny's is the, that one. So good. Okay. So for my, my final one, Las Vegas or Bus, takeout. Ah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Banger. Banger. Yeah. I feel like when you when you order it, it's because you there's something about that experience, right? Like I'm getting yeah. takeout to like share it with people. I'm getting takeout mm-hmm. to like go Netflix, binge, whatever. There's just like something to that, right? Like yeah. I love mm-hmm. opening up that container and like 
know. It's, good. it's good. I feel like that that in in itself is an experience. So I'm 100%. I'm not, I'm about takeout. I like it. <laughs> Although there's got to be a better way, though. I feel like with containers, I mean, they are mm. coming up with better ones, but still, mm-hmm. I I still refuse to like order burgers for takeout. Like it's just not. They're never great right and like i feel yeah. like when yeah. you get a burger it's like yeah i like need that burger to be like hot i need that meat to be like medium rare i want i don't need like the veggies and stuff in it to get all like wilted so mm. i feel like the burger still needs to be like perfected as a takeout item <laughs> i think it's something wrap it i think I if you put that. it all if you just make it take it hot put it in here wrap it up in here and then send it to you that's gonna be trash yeah i think, I think burgers i'm like I can, I can take a second to put the top on like for yeah. me personally i'm like totally. i don't mind i'll put the little i'll put the top, the top of the bun on and put yeah. the little veggies on top we're cool and then i'll eat it like there but yeah don't... maybe that's the thing like like put it like kind of deconstructed right yeah. and then like i yeah. can put it together at home like mm-hmm. i'm down for that yeah. but yeah that's like million dollar idea I... right there quick yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> build your own wedding cake <laughs> <laughs> yes Something we might be working on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I love a low ticket offer. I love <laughs> like, here's this thing, and then you can level up. I love. Yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Not the first one's free. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my last one. Bops, bangers, or bus. I'm trying to make it a good one. <laughs> <laughs> AI tools. Oh, oh no. man. Okay, so my immediate is bus. <laughs> okay, I have this like weird fear of AI. Um, Don't worry. I feel like everything that we've kind of grown up watching is like coming true, and a lot of that is like <laughs> like Terminator and like <laughs> like lately, or the one I just came across is like you know like sort of like the sex bots and mm-hmm. like you know how much money these like. AI sex bots are making like and Mm -hmm. it makes me kind of sad I'm like come on like are we really I don't know I feel like it it, it can cause a lot of like depression and isolation Mm -hmm. um but as far as like like AI tools like yes there are a lot that are great and handy um for like organization purposes Mm -hmm. research purposes things like that so as far as like making things a little bit more efficiently I can see that being a good thing but I feel like and I think like punk foodie also said this right where Mm -hmm. there's like was it punk foodie somebody one of your guests had said like how much control do we have over these things (laughs) before they start taking over us and so that kind of big question mark can cause a little bit of like fear in me um and yeah, so that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, <laughs> because back in my tech career, I realized that a lot of things that were marketed as smart or like intelligent, yeah. it wasn't actually intelligent. It was just like following like a script. Yeah. Or there was just, it was kind of, there was a lot of manual like functions going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but it's just marketed and presented it that way because that was like the language that customers could understand yeah and so there is a part of me where I'm like what if we're having meetings and it's not an AI transcribing it it's actually a person 
who is transcribing it. Yeah. And they're just like grinding away behind. And that's what it is. That yeah. actually is, is the case. I was reading something recently about like it's like I don't know if it was like in Kenya or somewhere, but some it was like which I first one specifically, but there are some AI um, tools out there where there's some computer learning, computer situation here, but also like it's being like fed by humans still. Yeah, it's not yeah. like I think that, that when we think about AI, we think about Skynet, we think about the big like <laughs> oh I realize humans aren't so and so and so and so yeah. or. Uh, I saw this one video floating around. I was like, this, this little robot kind of picking things up and putting them on the conveyor belt and doing stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like yeah. malfunction. And of course, everybody's online. Like, it, it, it's been 15 minutes doing repetitive tasks and it committed suicide. I'm like, it, it didn't because we don't have a, <laughs> we don't have a self conscious like awareness. We don't have that. That doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. If we had it, it wouldn't be. They wouldn't have put it there. You know what I mean? And we don't yeah. have these things. Like, it probably just malfunction. And I'm like. Y'all just like speculating because all this is, is projection. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're projecting our own fears on the world. For sure. If we hadn't watched, if we hadn't watched Terminator, we wouldn't think that it would try to take us over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a. I, yeah, a I feel you. It's, like. <laughs> it's weird. It's and then it's like you know the the driverless cars or whatever you know the self driving yeah. cars and then you hear about like the accident that was caused by it and you're like oh god but then again there's so much human error driving too Already, accidents like, happen you know. all the time so it's like all right, well, you can't necessarily blame that car just because it didn't have a drive. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many little things. And, like, yeah, tech is weird. Malfunctioning sometimes I feel like makes life harder, (laughs) more frustrating. Like, speaking of the QR codes, right, at, like, restaurants, when you're like, oh, my God, it took me, like, fucking 20 minutes to put in my freaking request when, like, I could have just talked to you and done it in, like, three yeah. minutes, like, you know, yeah. or, like, special substitutions or, like, it declined my, like, whatever it might be. Sometimes, <laughs> like, those things are just, like, way more frustrating than in, like, if you had just come at me in person, yeah. <laughs> would have I been think done that's, easier. that's the balance. It's, like, it's, <laughs> yes, we have the power to do it, but should we do it? Is it actually mm. better? And that's where the intelligence human part comes in that I think no piece of technology will ever like technology will never have soul and it'll never have discernment and it'll never have intuition. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's why that's like the three things that we have to nurture the most in ourselves, because that's what makes us human and that's our strength. And so on one hand, I'm like, I saw this old ad for like this little this little tool that hold held your landline up to your ear so you can do things hand free, and it was so funny. And they were like, "No more dropping phones while you're on the call." And like, yeah. you can be holding laundry, and you can be doing the dishes. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So it's How like far funny to come. look back so on old things that we used to have. And I embrace technology. I just don't embrace stupidity. Mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sasha, where can people find you and your bakery and all the things that you're working on right now? So, um, you can find us at buttercakeshop.com and that's shop S H O P P E because we're fancy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or Instagram <laughs> at buttercakeshop. Um, I don't have a personal account, my business is my life so uh, 
it's uh it's all it's all me on there though it's me and my sister we do all of our content all of our media um and uh you can find our cake information on there um some cute pictures of my babies um <laughs> and uh yeah yeah it's all there so thank you guys so much for the chat this was really fun and it was really good to see you guys again yeah. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us. Excite me, like fill me up again. And as an introvert, this is one of the few times where it makes me like, I guess, like filled up. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so so much. This was really Thank fun. Thank you so much. This was such a great episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode and rocking with us. If you really liked the episode, please leave us a five star review. Every review means so much to us. Can't wait to see you on the next one.